the, is it morning yet, deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Wake up with a little splash of sweetness. Get any size iced coffee from caramel to hazelnut to French vanilla for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about... Guys, I'm tired. (laughs) This was an episode that tired me. I don't have three things to point out, because the three things were just things I didn't like. There were arrows. That was kind of cool. A boy turned into a porcelain statue. That was kind of neat. But also, this episode. Hi, Abby. How are you doing, lovely Abby? How's it going? I am bracing myself uh, for for how this goes. You were messaging me when you were watching it, and I was like, "Ah, how bad could it be? And I started watching, I'm like, oh, I can just feel how mad Beth probably is right now. I'm so excited to talk about this. I'm so excited. Yeah. We are talking about season two, episode 19, Lacey. And this was this was a peaks and valleys kind of episode. Like, but mostly valleys. Like, it was just going down, down, down. And then a little while, I was like, once Lacey came into the picture, except all the slut shaming about her outfits, I was like, oh, okay, I like this. I like giving her something different to do, giving, giving this character a new personality and giving Rumple a little bit of a freaking challenge instead of a woman whose sole drive is to fix him. And then it went down again. Cause apparently she's still trying to fix him, but fix him in the bad way. She just likes to watch people get murdered. All right, sure. It's yeah. hot. It's so murder hot. So Let's all right just stand here and murder a person. Uh, this episode was very bizarre. Um, it's mm-hmm. it, it had a very like not the right like it just felt like it didn't fit and different Robin Hood made it even stranger. Like it was just like this isn't this whole episode could just be plopped all the way out of here and we could all just forget about it because it was so it was so much the reveals. Like, all three of them, the Lacey reveal, uh, the the Robin Hood reveal, and then the final reveal, were all dramatic for no reason. Like, way too dramatic. For, like, she... Okay, we'll talk about the last part, like, later. But I'm so mad about the last part for no reason. I'm so mad about it for no reason. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we will get to that. We're gonna actually... So... This is gonna... Yeah, this is gonna be a tough one to get through. I know there are a lot of... Rumpel fans out there. We've had them on the podcast. And you know what? If that is a ship that you sail into the great wide yonder, 
more power to you. You know what? All we need is love. Love is all you need. Guys, some of our well, best what? friends are rumbell shippers. Exactly. But what I need is for Rumpel to not hurt my soul. And so far, it hurts my soul. And I'm sorry. I, so, so we, I, I feel like we've, I've gone through a journey on, on how I still, I'm still not a big fan of this for a lot of reasons. This might be, and I don't know how Rumbell shippers feel about anything ever. Uh, so I don't know where this lands on their like radar, but I think this might be my lowest point. Um, mm. mostly for the past stuff. Cause it just seemed so forced. Like it, it seemed so out of place and just so, it just seemed like a lot. It seemed like a lot that didn't, I don't know. It just, hmm. it's, it's the, it's, I can fix him. The episode, like that's the theme of this episode is a woman having to fix a man, either fixing me in the good way or fixing me in the bad way. And in the past, it's all about fixing him in the good way. Uh, because this takes place sometime after Belle uh, went to go live with Rumpel in his castle. We have no idea how much time has passed because she's still wearing her, her, her ball gown every day. And But but according to Rumpel, she's been crying uh, like day in and day out. So, so he just hasn't given her outfits She's just living in this this ball gown, and yet it still looks pristine. Magic? I Magic. So I, the opening scene of her sobbing was, th that was the moment that I knew we were in trouble. Like, the mm -hmm. moment I knew this episode was in trouble, because it was just, it was such a bad fake cry. She was, like, in the fetal position. It was just these, like, <laughs> like, these weird heaves. I... I liked what they tried to do, like, at the beginning part of this, because it had the whole, like, this is Rumple and he is kind of a dick, because it's like, here, I get you a pillow. Oh, this would be great to sleep on. No, it's to muffle your cries. And, like, it's like, okay. All right. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. But then they never let Belle shut up. She just kept talking, like, the rest of the episode. Yeah, and she kept talking in a way, like... This is not the Belle we know from the animated Beauty and the Beast from 1991. Right. Like, just never mind the Emma Watson one where it's just like, you know, girl girl power, uh, lean in the, yeah. the, the Disney movie, uh, which I have opinions about. You can kind of guess what they are. They're not great. Uh, <laughs> uh, this, like, the Belle in the original Disney movie... There has been, like, you know, claims that she's got Stockholm Syndrome and all stuff. I disagree with that entirely because there are so many times in that movie she pushes him back on his shit and he doesn't get better. The Beast doesn't get better in that movie by her constantly being his life coach and being like, you're better than this. There's good in you. No, she's like, I don't want to tolerate this you're a dick and I hate you. And she runs away. She leaves. Whereas Belle gets kicked out and then goes fights a Yaogwe so that she can be worthy of him again. Like the Belle in the show is less empowered than the one in the movie that was from like two decades prior. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, I think we could probably unpack the whole like misuse of the term Stockholm syndrome uh, a bunch because that gets thrown bandied about with beauty and the beast a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I agree with you. I, I like, I like, I'll make that joke, but it's not what's happening. And I think they do flesh her out a little bit better in the movie. Um, but 
Yeah, you're right. In this one, Rumple is not being compelled to be better because he wants to be better for her. Like, that's kind of how they do it with Mr. Gold, kind of. Like, he's just kind of pretending to be good uh, just Mm -hmm. to get her approval. But, like, in the past, the good thing that he does in this episode is mostly, at this point, I think just to get her to shut up. Like, yeah. it's not like she, he can feel her disdain and it hurts him. Like, he doesn't care. Um, I think later he is driven by the fact that if he does good things, she stops doing the yelling thing. And so he's like, oh, I guess that's okay. And it's easy. She's she's an easy gift giver. like Or a gift present. Like, hey, you want some books? Ta-da. Like, it's really easy. Easy low-key girlfriend. But... You're right. It's it's not the compelling two adults in a relationship the way that I would like it because Belle a lot of the times just seems very childish. Yeah. Especially this episode because she was just like, no, don't do it, don't do it. <gasps> you didn't do it. Yay, I was right the whole time. It's like, I, mm, like, I don't know. Also, you should have left with Tom Ellis. I don't know what you're doing. Like, leave, bitch. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Lucifer... Uh, AKA Robin Hood. Uh, the devil has come to uh, to the Enchanted Forest in the form of uh, the Prince of Thieves, uh, Tom Ellis, known from um, uh, Lucifer, which is I believe originally on Fox now on Netflix, fin- just finishing out its final season, yes. I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I never watched it. I think I saw like half an episode, and I'm like, oh, that devil's hot. Okay, I get it. Have fun with it. It's a devil Live in a life. suit. We get it. Yeah, he's yeah, it's cool. It's fine. Uh, he he come he sneaks into Rumple's uh, mansion to steal a magic wand, and he manages to almost get away because he has a magic bow that will always find its target, and it does. <laughs> the, the arrow is like pulling a Looney Tunes, like zipping <laughs> and flipping around the room uh, until it hits Rumple square in the chest. But you think like. Robin Hood, of Robin of Loxley, he's a smart guy. You, he's breaking into Rumple's house knowing he's the dark one, knowing he has access to all these magics. You'd think he'd also know that Rumple cannot be killed by conventional weapons. I, you know, I, you would think that. I agree. But you would also be amazed at the delusions that people could do. like, this arrow can find its target. That's a, that's a powerful magic. I bet it could defeat the dark one. Like, people that don't do magic, and Robin Hood is not a magic guy. Mag- Robin Hood is like a, let's let's think of some cons and, like, try to, get, try to get some money out of here and just steal a magic wand. He's not a magic guy, which I then have questions about how he used the magic wand, but we'll get to that. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he, he fails in his quest, and Rumple captures him and uh, proceeds to, off-camera... Uh, apparently pull a Ramsey Bolton for several days. What the fuck? They try to make him so much darker in this episode for just, for why? Why is it like this? Like, I don't, I like it better when he's like a ruthless business guy where it's like, these are my deals, not like, I'm going to torture you and sick a dog on you because like, he gets really evil when he's, yeah, yeah, he's like, ah, the better to hear his screams with. It's like, um... Maybe let's down the chill. Come on. Like, damn. It's especially weird to me because this episode was written by the showrunners. 
Eric Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz. So this is the rumple they want to present. This isn't some other writers coming in and being like, they just watched, you know, half a season of Game of Thrones and that's their idea of what rumple should be. This, These are the guys who made rumple who he is. That's who they want him to become. And it's, it's gross. Uh, And I don't understand why. And so, so interestingly enough, I think this is a, 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 we are victims of knowing too much. Um, Mm. Because if you're first watching this and you see this, like the first, this is the, there's no episodes after this, as far as you know, like you were just watching this. You're like, oh, this guy doesn't make it another season. Like we kill this guy. We something with this guy. This guy's whole soul gets ripped out of his body and we turn him into a different person or something. Like he's so... He's so bad. Like, this is, mm-hmm. I mean, again, just cut to beating a man with a cane, removing tongues, has him tied up in the cellar, uh, just dehydrated and hungry, first trying to steal one thing from him. Like, I'm going to start chopping off fingers kind of thing. Like, if that's the rumple they wanted to present, that's fine. But they presented the wrong rumple with the wrong bell. They don't yes. match. And I think that's where my problem is, is that his chaotic evil energy is so high and her lawful good situation of just sensing the good the sensing the good thing is the part that makes me the maddest it's like i i i don't like that you can just kind of feel a piece of light in him because screw that guy i guess just even if he is like he let some ducks cross the street it's okay that he murdered a guy uh but i just i don't know i don't know yeah, so Rumpel has been uh, torturing this dude relentlessly. Are you having camera issues? I can't find you. I'm just staring at myself. Oh no! She, I, I just saw her uh, pressing of a pressing of her her, her fingers kind of go into the screen. How do I get you back? I don't know what I did. I want you back, oh baby. I want you back. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> Alrighty, we'll see. We may edit that out, or we might not. We'll, well see what happens. Abby's editing this week. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as uh, Robin Hood is being tortured and bloodied in mm. a Rumple's uh, in Rumple's cell, which uh, side note is also uh, served as later serves as Rapunzel's tower. I. Yeah, listen, listen, and the room where uh, where Elsa where Elsa and Anna get dressed for a wedding or something in uh, in in that in the Frozen storyline that we all are looking for. It's to. the room where it happens. Apparently, um, mm-hmm. I would like to point out since we did point since we did note that it, it was uh, Lucifer and just like in 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 the the horny part of the chat today. Um, I find Tom Ellis in like the hanging with the like he's dirty and he's all tortured and shit way more attractive than him cleaned up in a suit. I don't know why. <laughs> Don't know what my problem is, but I don't. I don't get the Lucifer thing. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I've watched the show. I've watched a couple seasons. It's not too bad. I don't promote it, but this, I was like, oh, oh I get it. I get it. I see. I see what's happening. Okay. That's <laughs> a update. Yeah, um. I. <laughs> I liked him as I liked him as Robin Hood, and you know, I like the other guy. Although I don't remember his name at uh, the actor's Sean. name off the top of my head. Yeah. He was he was also in uh, uh, the last season of The Magicians, and he was fantastic in that. I thought McGuire. he was actually better in that. And he's Silver Fox now, and he looks amazing. Yeah, Sean McGuire. 
Yes, Sean McGuire, full on silver fox now, and he looks All amazing. Right. Okay. Uh, and he 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 was fine in Robin Hood, and I like him with Regina. We got that to look forward to later on. Uh, but I felt like this guy had he he had a a, a sensitivity uh to him, but you could tell that if you put him in a past episode, like you he would have that Lucifer touch of 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 you know like rob from the rich give to the poor with a little smirk and a smile and a wink and he goes on his way like this guy has more pizzazz than i think sean did sean was a little bit more uh my wife my wife's dead i have a son yeah <laughs> here he is. Well, yeah. yeah and i mean i'll give it just like the the juxtaposition with with lana well, the way that they look the, the way that they make regina and robin hood look in the future and just like obviously we're getting too in the weeds here but like he's he's a lot more of a soft boy uh that you mm-hmm. wouldn't expect like he's probably closer to daniel than this robin hood is like this robin hood i think is who who the queen would try to date like he's just like ooh, this guy is all pecs and smolder bring him here bring him hither uh, but like Robin Hood, she wouldn't have like looked twice at as the evil queen. So like, I like where we get to, but I also mm-hmm. very much appreciate this version of Robin Hood if the end game was not Regina. And it's interesting that even though we get a different actor for uh, Robin Hood, which makes sense because Tom right. Ellis was doing other things, uh, we actually have the same main, uh, same Marion, uh, Christy Lang, uh, stays that character. What? We only saw her from like fifty paces. I don't like. Yeah, she's crazy. she's in a couple seasons, and I was looking at her 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 credits. Uh, it says Marion. She's in like five episodes, hmm. and um, and then it says in season three and four, they credit her as Zelina, Wicked Witch of the West, because so- because they body swap spoilers. <gasps> right? Remember, it gets yeah. Super so she- super weird. That's a whole different level of problematic that we have not even begun to get to. Um, but yes. But yeah, so she, uh, so that, if this is not the last we have seen of this Marion, she she will be back. And apparently she'll be back in a creepy way that I don't remember. Okay, anyway, Belle goes to visit this guy in his cell. He is bloody. He is tortured. He is sad. He is smoking hot. Uh, smoking hot, yes. <laughs> and she's like, dude, I'm going to free you because... Uh, Cause I know he's not gonna hurt me, because I see the good in him. And, and Robinson's like, "Oh yeah, he's a good guy." Tell it to the guy who's strapped to the ceiling and bloodied and has his been his skin has been flayed off of his body. Yeah, he's yeah. got good in him. I love, I love that he's just like, "Don't you're you're," because at first when she walks in, he's like, "You're with him." I don't want to talk to you. I don't I don't want to believe mm-hmm. your tricks. And she goes, Oh, I'm not with him. Here, drink this. And he immediately drinks it. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, no, what are you doing? Uh yeah, no, she her logic I even like shouted that I'm sitting there cooking, like browning hamburger meat and just like logical fallacy. She's like, No, 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 I know that he won't hurt me. And it's her same weird circle logic that says that she's not gonna leave with him she's like no he'll hurt my family and it's like but then that means he'll hurt you i okay fine <laughs> fine bell have it your way free him but don't leave i guess uh so i think the only scene i liked from the past was when rumple came home after i guess going out for more blood aprons i don't really <laughs> 
quite remember what he was doing. And Belle's just like chilling on the couch, just reading a book, <laughs> like looking suspicious as hell. She's like, hmm, nothing, everything's fine. He's gonna go find things out. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just an indentured. I'm just an indentured servant that's doing no work, just leisuring. <laughs> it's my break. It's my five minutes. I'm in my Amazon meditation. Fine. <laughs> oh God, we can't even get into that. Anyway, so he immediately finds out that um, that Robin Hood is gone. He goes. He screams. He yells at Belle. She's like, "I know good in him. He was a good guy, just like I see good in you. Good, 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 good. I want to strangle you, Belle. He's mm. good, just like you're good." First of all, that's mean to Robin Hood. Second of all, it's patently <laughs> false. But sure, I, yeah, because this this whole episode, once they leave, just gets cranked up to 11. I love everything starting from the carriage ride. Like, it's just, well, it's unhinged. Love is, love is relative. It's not, it's not good. It's not, it's not pleasant. It's very uncomfortable to me. Uh, it was very extra, but this whole thing, I was... Every scene was more cringe than the last. Yes. Uh, this is the part where I say that Belle is not matching the energy for Rumpel um, at all. Because what I would like is for Belle to have been a little bit more cerebral with this. But instead she's just... I don't want to use the term nagging. But she is just kind of doing that thing where she's just kind of like wheedling at him. Just like, you're good, you're good, you're good. Like, t- trying to trick him. Like, like he's going to be like, I am good. Ah, oh, damn, I said it. Aha, I believed you. <laughs> but like, like all of his points, like he, he has, and like, not to undermine it completely, he has trauma. He's been through some shit. He's broken. He needs therapy. He needs medication. He needs all kinds of stuff. And Belle is just be like, no, you can be better. If you just put your mind to it, like she's that person, the person that you Mm -hmm. tell that you have depression to. And she goes, have you tried yoga? And like, like that's, that's the energy I get from this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, What I love about the extraness though, is the fact that when they do carriage scenes or literally anything else in any other scene, they pretend that the carriage is moving. For some reason, this was shot in an open ish carriage fully moving with actual horses. They were speaking over all of the sounds and I loved this. I don't know. It was so like, could we not find a, a, a carriage that was more insulated and they could speak at a normal volume? I feel like Rumple would have that kind of carriage. No, it's realism. I love it. It's I great. Guess. Want more of it. Well, Rumpel says, no, there's no way that Robin Hood is a good person because, look, he stole the wand still. So he's a bad person and I need to torture him for 45 years and then I'll kill him and bring him back to life and then torture him for 75 more years. That's my plan. It's totes justified. And Belle's like, no, you're good. Don't. It's funny. You're good. And, And then we just get a series of scenes that each one just made my skin crawl a little bit further and further and further into my body. Uh, first, we come across the Sheriff of Nottingham uh, that Rumple asked for directions to oh boy, just the dude. Yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll give you the info uh, if you let me bone that lady you've got with you. And again, another situation where Belle doesn't do anything. You'd think, like, the bell in the 1991 animated movie would be like, what the fuck? No. No. 
But Belle just sits there, stands there dumbfounded, and we're supposed to believe that Rump the scene is portrayed as if Rumple is embracing his inner good by not letting the sheriff of Nottingham sexually assault his servant. I also got the vibe that that's what they were trying to frame it as, but you know, and I know, that that's not what was happening there. Because, like, even even in, like, the darkest circumstance, even if he didn't even know her name, she was the person that is supposed to be, like, she's supposed to be, like, his indentured servant or what? You don't do that. That's not how that works. Because he views her as property. So, like, mm-hmm. some dude being like, hey, can I get with her? No, you cannot have my property, not even for an hour. Especially because he's the dark one. Again, to your point before, this guy knows what's happening. This guy knows that this is the dark one or at least some sort of, like, power. I feel like he knows he's the dark one, but I also feel like he just knows that he's a powerful dude. Maybe let's not be flippant about the random women who... Woman who's in a ball gown, by the way, does not look like... Does not look like a chambermaid or something like that. She just looks like someone he stole from a ball, which may or may not have happened. Um, but the guy is just, you know, guys have nothing if not the audacity, as I'm told. So, as the kids say today. <laughs> yeah, this, this, there was an intention with this and it completely missed the mark in an incredibly insulting way. Uh, we, we do get a little bit of a nugget, though, where the Sheriff of Nottingham hints that Robin Hood uh, stole his love, which I don't know if Marion, I, I think there's some like stuff there in the original story, but I don't remember. So I don't know if we're going to pay off later or what. But that's interrupted by Rumple magically ripping out his tongue in a horrible CGI. Like, you can't just get a tongue prosthetic that kind of flops a little bit. That it was a, been- It was a smoke reveal. You could just get the heart thing, but have it be a tongue. It's very easy. Because the tongue's actually, like, really long. So could you imagine if you would have just yeah. had, like, a rubber tongue? Just <laughs> blah, 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 blah. It looked, and it was, like, yeah, long and skinny. It looked like a, it looked like it was also, Lucifer's tongue. It also was folded weird. So let's, let's just say what it is. The first, I looked at it, and I'm like, why does this look like a, like, just a vagina? Why? Why? <laughs> like, I'm just going to say it. This would have looked like it had no, because it was, it, it was just, it was wrong. It didn't look right. And they do it twice. There's two times mm-hmm. that they do this, a prop was needed. Let's do realistic props. Come on, guys. Save the CGI budget. Uh, but yeah, this this was, this whole scene. I forgot about it until you told me. I just pushed it out of my brain. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, they end up finding Robin Hood while, and, and, and Rumpel is getting ready to uh, strike him with his own bow and arrow, which never misses its target. Poetry. And meanwhile, Belle is behind him being like, no, it's not you. You're a good person. Stop it. You're a good person. And I'm just like, Belle. And, and it gets to the point where he literally like traps her in the ground, but doesn't gag her, which I thought was kind of funny. Because I'm like, if I were Rumpel, I would just get her to shut up somehow. I would just like, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe instead, like imprison, like flip her around and flip and imprison her from the waist up, so that she can't talk anymore. Well, like he uh, puts her in the dirt. Like her being able to move her legs is gonna stop her. Like that's not the problem here. You're right. She should have yeah. been gagged. She could have had full mobility. She could have been in pants and track shoes, and Robin would have still been in the same amount of danger 
if she were gagged. Like, she's not going to save him or take a bullet or a, an arrow, as it were. Uh, but I also love that she is screaming. And at one point, he starts, like, horse yelling. At, like I mean, just screaming at the top of his lungs like he's Batman. Swear to me. Robin and Marianne. Completely unbothered. <laughs> no sounds coming from that area. It's fine. Nope. They are in the cocoon of bliss because Robin Hood apparently knows how to use magic and can use this magic wand to heal Marion, who is pregnant and ill uh, with, with a vague disease that caused her to look very gray in a way. I Zombie. couldn't tell if it was digital or like makeup or if she was supposed to be dead. Like... This was weird. Yeah, this was weird. I, I was like, I don't understand what this mystery illness is. Um, don't care for it. But yeah, it was just, look, he did it to save her. That means he's good. It's like, oh, I forgot to tell you my favorite part. Uh, the tongueless guy. Uh, when they give him his tongue back, he's like, he hangs around Sherwood Forest. His name is Robin Hood. And you're like, yeah. We got it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, We're not surprised. So yeah. Oh, and also, like, I, so there is a, mo so Rumple is getting ready to, to kill, uh, Robin, and the, the line that Belle says to convince him to ultimately <laughs> misfire is, look, she's pregnant. You don't want to leave that child fatherless. No, no, no. You're not the type of man who would leave a child fatherless. I believe oh. is the exact wording. It is just... I, the fact that she's alive today is amazing to all of us. <laughs> and uh, that's enough. He misfires. The couple escapes. And uh, Belle and Rumpel share a moment that just made my skin bleed Ugh. in sadness. I hated it so much. She gives him a hug. And she's like, oh, I knew there was good in you. I, I can't I speak with an Australian <laughs> accent. Oh, oh, I knew there was good in you. Oh, mate. I'm going to make some shit up on the barbie. What are you doing? Let's get some fosters after this. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gives her a really bad looking CGI library. And uh, that's apparently supposed to be their relationship improving. It's better now because of this flashback. You know what? I've decided on a basis of uh, for, for, for Beauty and the Beast, like there's certain scenes in everything that you, you have to base how you feel about it. And an iconic scene like I bequeath to you this library uh, is is such an iconic scene in that story specifically. The the original cartoon, amazing, Mwah, ten out of ten. It was beautiful. It's great. We love this. The the Emma the Emma Watson one. It was weird. I don't remember why. I only saw the movie once, and I remember being like very underwhelmed by the the library scene. Uh, this was almost worse because it was just like, oh, clean this. Uh, I better not see. It was such like, it was, they were trying to be cheeky, but it was like weird. He's like, I better not see a speck of dust. Do, 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 do. It's so weird. So like, yeah, if you can't do the book scene, don't do Beauty and the Beast. Like if you can't convey giving her this as a, as a token of love, because that's what it should have been as opposed to, mm -hmm. eh, thanks for not letting me shoot that dude. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a room with some books that you've never seen for some reason. Yeah, thanks for thanks for yelling at me until I didn't shoot this guy. 
Yeah. You know, thanks for, for <laughs> thanks for just pep talking me out uh, out of it temporarily, even though I'm probably going to try and kill him later on my own when you're not looking. Thanks. Yeah, like in the again in the movie in the original movie, he gives her the library because he's like, I want to do something nice for her. Uh, and and I know what you're talking about with the Emma Watson one. The problem was is in that movie. Because they're trying to, like, make her this, like, feminist hero very explicit te- in, explicit in the text. And so the Beast kind of negs her a bit. And this was one of the times where he gives her the library and he kind of does something similar to Rumpel where he's just like, yeah, just, you know, don't get it dirty or make sure you're, you know, make, you know whatever. I, I never go in here. It's just lying around. You can have it. Like, he kind of negs her a bit. And Rumpel negs her big time. I hate it. Can we talk about something else now? Like, <laughs> let's, like, Rumpel and Lacey, which oh. is so much better. So let's, let's time jump to Rumpel dreaming about murdering Henry. Uh... So the the whole show opens. the The opening scene is uh, is Henry blowing out a candle on a cake, which is how you know it's not real. If it's real, it'd been a giant cupcake. That's how you know. Uh, and he's like, "You can pick out anything you want." He picks out the magic wand. It turns him into a ceramic boy, and then Rumple smashes it because of the prophecy. This is how they like want to make us remember that Rumple is very leery of this young man. So we've got that going on. Uh, so what else is happening in this is Emma and Snow are on a mother-daughter-father outing and they're wearing matching hats. <laughs> I love their matching bucket hats so much. Uh, and they basically, Snow and Charming reveal to Emma, who apparently they've been keeping secret, the bean field, the magic bean field uh, in a, uh mm-hmm. invisible force field. And my favorite plot of this movie is the fact that the dwarves are harassing Tiny like he's a new guy. Like, the fact that a giant is working with the dwarves, with a bunch of dwarves, and the dwarves are overpowering the giant. Like, he's like, nah, the new guy always buys. Come on, we gotta get back to work. We work. He's like, man, the dwarves work all the time. It's like, yeah, they work all the time. Um... And they're like, yeah, we want to go back. And, like, I like Snow's, like, flippant line about it. She's like, well, my heart is kind of turning black, so, like, I want to go back. Like, it sucks here. I, I do murder here. I don't like doing murder. I never did murder at the other place. So if we go back, I can, like, eat, pray, love my way into a better person. And I, I get their, I get their desire. I get their motivation. What I don't get is this is the way that they talk to emma about it because they're not exactly asking her how she feels they're not like they're not saying hey we would like to do this thing but we've spent 30 years away from you what do you want to do like they this like they they made the decision to send emma away something that has scarred her for so long she should have the power now to tell them what they do. Like, yeah. I this is kind of not the best parenting that they've done. The Charmings are bad parents? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hot take. <laughs> well, like, so Neil brings this up later. He's just like, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you want to go back to this place? Like, this world has been nothing but cruel to you. And it's just like, yeah. 
because she was orphaned. Like, first of all, not to not to not to belittle the plight. Like, we should be treating orphans better. But she was left alone. She didn't have anywhere to go. She was mistreated by the system. That's not directly the world. Like, she there's a good place here. I don't know. I'm I'm I feel like I'm losing my my thread here. But I, you're right. They have no bearing on this. So anyway. My, one of my favorite lines, though, is the kind of throwaway line of, I think when they started this episode, they realized, hey, no one told Regina that we found Henry's father. I actually really liked this scene between okay. uh, Regina and Mr. Gold. I thought it was, this was actually my favorite scene in the whole episode. I thought this was great. So I like the scene. I just like that they just, like, didn't screw around with setting it up, where it was just like, who is this strange man? Is Why is he playing with my son? It's like, oh... You weren't here, so let me catch up. That's my son. He's also Henry's dad. We're related. Uh, don't fuck with me. Uh, is basically <laughs> the whole setup, and it's just like uh, the 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 reaction on on Regina's face. Like she goes through the entire like set of stages of grief in like a couple eyebrow twitches, and it's amazing uh, mm -hmm. because she is trying to put together a lot of information that they've all kind of had time to come to terms with. And she just has to stand there and just be like that Regina face. Like, hmm, I see. I will be dealing with this later. Yeah. She, she does not get to acceptance though. No. She does not reach that stage. She tries, but, but does not make it. I, I, and I loved how like the, the whole thing between them is Regina correctly not not correctly because it's not correct but she rightly assumes that mr gold that did this on oh shoot i almost knocked over a bottle Woo! uh that mr gold that this was all part of his dastardly plan like of course like this is all way too convenient but as mr gold slash rumpelstiltskin has told us before there's only there's only and some things he knows he doesn't know everything and this definitely seems like something that wasn't one of the only things that was not in his control. This was just something that happened. And to be perfectly honest, I feel like he probably, if he had a chance to influence this, this is not what he would have chosen. No. I don't think he would have wanted his son to be, to father a child with the descendant of the Charmings. No, this was, <laughs> that. that's one of those things where not in my wildest dreams would have I, I even consider this kind of thing where, mm -hmm. like, I thought that was going to be his defense where it'd be like, I didn't know where my son was, let alone enough to be able to, like, put together, like, like, Rumpel looks long term, but not enough to be like, all right, here's the plan. I'm going to find my estranged son. I don't know where, but he's going to find the chosen one. They're going to have a baby. I'm going to get that baby adopted to Regina. Like that's the most convoluted plot I've ever heard in my life. Like, what are you? Are you Mrs. Bennett from Pride and Prejudice? It won't work. So I like that this, like the line that he has where he's like, it's fate and fate has a cruel sense of humor because I don't know about you, but like whenever lines like that are said, I immediately think of like personal anecdotes where you're just like, yes, mm -hmm. that is true. These are true statements. It is not uh, the chosen one and, and, and Rumpelstiltskin's son having a child to save the world and this will ultimately befall, befall all of us. Uh, but it's just, you know, it's one of those like true lines where it's like, this is a show about fairy tales, but we're trying to like hashtag relatable. <laughs> so I like the end part of it, but I, I, my favorite part about it was just how they kicked in the door of it. Oh, you weren't here last week. Let's catch you up. Last week on Once Upon a Time. 
Yeah, and under normal circumstances, I'd be like, you know, rolling my eyes of like, you know, things happen with characters when we're not around. Like the idea that like, you, that, but in this situation, I do think this is kind of how it would shape out. Yeah. Like, I feel like they wouldn't they wouldn't talk to Regina because they're none of them are talking to Regina. None of them like Regina right now. So she is permanently out of the loop. Yep. So uh, Rumpel kind of makes some illusion that he's going to go talk to Belle. Like the Belle makes it better. Like da, 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 da. And Rumpel immediately goes to her hotel room or her hotel room, her hospital room. Cause she's still in the hospital. She's still in the hospital. Nothing's wrong with her. She's not hooked up to anything. No. She's still in a hospital she's gown. Just, in she's a just bed. hanging out. That is a $15 million hospital stay. Like, what are you doing? First of all, I don't know what's going on in the lighting in her hospital room, but she looked the best she looked in this show. Like, I mean, I liked her dresses and stuff. I'm not saying that I didn't. But, like, the lighting in the hospital room was just, like, her hair, like, reddish brown, like, long, mm-hmm. beautiful. Her eyes were just, like, her, like are they blue? Are they green? I couldn't tell, but they were gorgeous. Like, she is a beautiful woman. And for some reason, in the hospital scene while she's in a nightgown, like, looked amazing. I'm like, where is this hospital? And how do you get this lighting? Like, that's what, like, first-time moms want for their lighting. Like, how do I get golden hour lighting in my hospital. Oh, yeah, room. yeah. They should Please. deliver all the babies in that room. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, we was just like, oh, I got drugs, like, sweating out of my, you know, system, and I've got a tiny baby, and I'm under a fluorescent light. Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, anyway, he goes to talk to her, and it's... This scene is weird, because he's just like, oh, remember when I called you, and I was dying? JK, but I just wanted you to know how I felt. I... I feel like they're being really flippant about the fact that she doesn't remember anything. He's just like, yeah, yeah, but before you definitely super loved me and you made me a better person. And she's like, wow, that sounds great. It's like, he could be telling you anything. It's like, yeah, we're married. We had sex constantly. Let's go back home and do that. It'll jog your memory. Like, it's just like, yeah, it's fine. Like, like, this is such a bigger deal than they're making it. Like, let's get you checked out and go to a picnic. Yeah. She's such a pushover and she's so, she's like naive to a fault. And I, I mean, there's only so many ways I can say it. I loved Belle the first time I saw this show. The second time I'm watching this show, Belle is one of my least favorite characters. So... So I was thinking about this, and we we get to this because we, we we talked to Charming about like wh- what's within your cursed self, and Belle spends most of her life imprisoned and tricked. Like she's mm-hmm. just got that line from John Mulaney: "I'm young, dumb, and easy to trick." Um, I feel like the part of her, like not only the part where she seeks good, because that's a person, like that's a personality thing, like that's a that's a being optimistic about some something. I think her survival, like her survival instinct, is what should have bled through, which kind of mm-hmm. happens with Lacey, but they make it darker than it's supposed to be. Like someone with that much amount of trauma and being that abused, I guess would would be a little bit more rough around the edges, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's not the part that bleeds through, and it's strange to me, and that's what I don't like. I think her her survival instinct or her scrappiness would be what. But she's not. She's just big, and her big, beautiful eyes are just like, yeah, totally. Tell me about all about who I am. Let's go buy burgers. <laughs> but um, but Regina gets there first and gives her a magical matchbook. 
yeah to to jog her 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 cursed memories which i mean i'm guessing they were where were they when she was like lacy wasn't in the hospital was she no, no, Lacey was in the uh, psych ward downstairs being guarded well, yeah. by Miss Ratchet. Or Nurse yeah, Ratchet. because like, because like, I mean, if I were, if I were Lacey and I was in prison, I'd just be yelling for shots of tequila and saying, where's my sequin dress? I want to look good in this cell. But I could also see like, if they had broken the character of Lacey into like just being quiet and subdued in her day to day. But like the moment you let her go... Like, the moment you let someone like Lacey go, she's not going to go and do the thing you told her to do. Mm. You're right. She's going to go and ask for shots. She's like, I'm free. <laughs> I'm free. I'm going to go get shots. Let's go party. Like, it's the, um, it's, it's the, for whatever reason, this is jogging my memory too, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, there's a scene in like episode three, they've got Zemo and he's in a club and he's like, doing a little dancey dance and if you watch like daniel Bruce, like he's like yeah i'm a guy that's been imprisoned i just want to go have a good time i'm like that would be lazy lazy would be like i don't need to go talk to this guy i need to go like see if like usher is still a thing let's go to the club it's party body shots on me <laughs> um so anyway gives her lacy get uh, regina basically gives her a cursed memory whether it's her cursed yeah. memory or not who knows uh, and then so Rumpel goes to try to find her. He finds her at oh, the uh, the White Rabbit. Is that the bar? Rabbit Hole. Rabbit Hole. Thank you. Uh, finds her in the Rabbit Hole, uh, wearing just. I love Lacey's costumes. I don't know why. Like they're just like they're all sequins. Like she like walked into a Forever Twenty One and went that one, that one, and that one, all in royal blue, please. Yeah, like. So up until the end of the episode, I was so into Lacey. I, love Lacey. I was loving Lacey. I just it was the, at the very end where I was like, "Oh fuck this," and we'll get into that and we'll get into why. But no, like Lacey's just like she's playing pool. She's she's listening to Van Halen. Uh, she's taking shots. She's she's being assertive and and telling guys to fuck off when she doesn't want to talk to them. Like this character is is fun. Um, I did not much care for all the slut shaming that the men Dude. were doing talking about her. What was that about? Like, yeah, like they're still like saying like she's like dressed. She's they're they're saying she's dressed skanky. No, she she looks like she could just go into a community college class just fine. She's like, wearing fully like like her back is exposed. Last I knew, the back was not like a a skanky part of a woman. But, like, she's got a collar all the way up. She's wearing shoulder pads. I'm like, borderline 80s situation going on. Like, what are you talking about? Her hair's up. <gasps> the, the the feminism. The feminism of it all. <laughs> but this is why I was saying I, I feel like they were treating her like a child. Like, suddenly she's yeah. at a bar wearing bar clothes and it's just the worst thing that could possibly have happened. It's like, I don't, I... <sighs> whatever they're acting like it's rumple's responsibility to take care of her to preserve her innocence yeah Ugh. i mean he literally does that at one point because the sheriff of nottingham wants to sexually assault her and he's like not on my watch oh i love okay so, i must protect the virginity oh my god he was so upset when he found out that she was definitely back there on purpose <laughs> you wanted to get railed by this man in an alley who are you <laughs> God. Yeah, because 
like he like begs her for a date and she's just like okay the date is fine okay so the date is hilarious to me because and now this is this is not and nothing against robert carlisle but the the difference between their ages is noticeable when he is out of his rumple makeup Mm -hmm. this has such a meta nice guy in a bar and I don't want him to follow me home. So I'm going to agree to go on a date with him. I guess. Because she's super polite. She's like, yeah, totally. Awesome. I love this. But that's not Lacey. Lacey does not want to go out. Lacey doesn't like burgers. Lacey's a whole different animal. Like, Lacey just wants to, like, Lacey doesn't get up this early. Lacey sleeps until 6, <laughs> brushes her teeth with Jack, and then goes back to the bar to eat whatever's on the menu for dinner. Or eat orange slices out of the tray. Like, that's what Lacey does. And she wears sequins to Granny's. Oh, God. I love it. It was like, whoa, what did she do? You get that out of the back of Ruby's closet? No, bitch. It's blue. Ruby dresses in red. Are you colorblind? Also, Granny, why are you slut-shaming Lacey? Why is everybody treating her like she's a hoe bag? I just... And I hate that term. I'm sorry. But that's just the perception that the show is giving. The male writers are giving. So, and so this... I love this, too, because then... So, so Rumple then goes to David for advice. He's just like, how did you guys... You were both, like, no memories. How did you find each other there? David doesn't know, Rumple. He has no idea. They're just, the answer is, we're soulmates and we're connected. Not the answer Rumpel's looking for, so David gives him a different answer, which is basically, I don't know, I guess some of us just, like, our personality just, just came forward. So, he's sitting there trying to connect with her. They have nothing in common, because Van Halen, never. Not in my wildest years. Rumpel, get it together. Uh, But then she's like, no, you can always find the good in somebody, which is not... Out of character for someone like Lacey to say, but they acted like it was. So he like spilled stuff everywhere. And it's like, oh my goodness, it's uh, what I do. Also, Rumple then like insults Granny's lasagna in front of Granny. Like, and he orders, (laughs) he orders for Lacey. He's like, oh, she'll have a hamburger and like a soda. And she's like, fuck you. I'll take the most rebellious item on the menu, chicken parmesan. And uh, I'll take a bottle of wine. I'm like, yeah, girl, do it. <laughs> two things. Two things. I love that those things are on the menu at Granny's. Like, like, do you want some hot cocoa? No, I will have the house Merlot. Ma'am, this is a diner. But we do have that. <laughs> also, we have chicken parm. And later, poke bowls. Oh, God, I love Granny so much. I love that Granny is like, I love the idea that Granny is, like, dropped out of Cordon Bleu and, like, just, I just make whatever I want. Just get bent. Today is ribs day. We don't have meatloaf. Get bent. Mm. Um, <laughs> but anyway, she leaves. And well, she like, sneaks out. Well, like, she, she's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Powder my nose. She's going to go definitely do some coke. But Rumple finds her behind Granny's, like, mid-coitus i guess like oh yeah she was she was she was macking hard uh with uh with i guess he's called keith uh but it's it's the sheriff it's the sheriff of nottingham 100 percent. his name is keith i love that i don't know why it's so funny to me lacy and keith going at it behind granny's i didn't i didn't like i didn't like that 
the sheriff of Nottingham was part of this part of the story. I know the reason they did it. I do. For the yeah. parallels. But if you think about it for half a second, it is really gross. Because in the fairy tale world, he was like, I would like to sexually assault this woman, please. Uh, well, not even please. Hey, dude, let me sol- sexually assault your woman and I'll give you some information. She has no say in the matter. And then Rumple is like a gallant knight for not letting her get, you know, sexually assaulted. And then in the per- the present, it's like she is like it's treated like he's not being able to protect her because she's so stupid. Now, now she's now she's getting now she's doing it with this guy. And it's awful because Rumple cannot protect her from this. And I'm like, dude, she is a grown ass woman. She can make her own decisions. But I don't like the conflation of sexual assault without consent in the past and her having sexual agency. Like they're making a parallel with it. That is really gross to me. I don't know if I'm explaining it really well. No, I, I, I get what you're saying. But like, I would like to add the, the, the added layer of the fact that this isn't her personality. This is mm-hmm. something else. So it, and, and this is not on Keith. It's not Keith's fault. Keith thinks that this is just Belle being into him, I guess. So I'm not putting the onus here on Keith. But this is definitely one of those. This is something that Belle would not have done. But this is a memory that Belle now has. It, there's some unpacking here, but you're right. The way that it is framed is wrong because it's just, and again, they, they make it seem so like bad because like Rumble comes in, he tries to like break him up and he's just like, you know, get out of here, run. I would also like to point out that the funniest part of this is that Keith sticks around to later get his ass kicked. Hilarious. Um, but basically he's like, no. And she's like, what are you doing? She's like, the date was terrible. So I came out here to bone this dude. I have a great time. I'm having a great time. And he looks so crestfallen. Like, he's just like, oh, oh. And it's like, bro, like you, you were being a terrible date. Don't act like, like you're trying to woo this person. This is like the world's worst bumble date. And she just decided to cut you loose by being polite because she thought you were going to, again, follow her home. Like, she didn't trust you. Anyway, he decides. Oh, and and another note uh, I just realized. Um, so this is post getting their memories back. Do you think the sheriff of Nottingham remembers her as Belle, a.k.a. the woman he tried to sexually assault? I think so because of what happens next. So, like, mm. he, like, so Rumple is standing there having this, like, you know, God doesn't exist moment where he's just like, I can do whatever I want. There are no rules anymore. Why do I have to keep acting like this? Because she basically tells him that, she, like, Lacey is like, why are you trying to do this? You know, like, whatever. So he's like, yeah, why am I doing this? So then Keith, the sheriff of Nottingham. Shows up and he's just like, yo, man. And this is why I think that he knew her. is because his response is, hey, man, I didn't realize you guys were still together. We're cool, right? Why are you here? What? (laughs) In what scenario did this go with you guys slapping fists and deciding to be bros? Like, no scenario is this cool. Like... Yeah, he should have just sauntered off with his pants around his ankles because the if he did have his 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 regular his true memories 
Uh, he would know exactly who this guy is. He knows he's the dark one. He knows he took out his tongue before. Yeah. He knows what he's capable of. I, so again, it is so again, much. Again, we're going to go back to the arrogance thing. Remember I was saying about Robin Hood? I'm going to go with Sheriff mm-hmm. Nottingham the same thing. Being like, ah, he's the dark one, but bros before magic, right? Like, well, <laughs> mm, like this is going to be okay. Uh, and then that's when Rumple just decided that there are no rules anymore. Rips out his tongue again. And then just beats the ever-loving hell out of him. Uh, very much um, like Belle's father. Like, all of this is just very, like, this is Rumpel's one big move is just beating somebody with this cane. Um, and then Lacey shows up and is, like, into it. I don't... Abby, when this happened... I, I, I wanted to 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 sink into a hole like Belle and 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 not say things anymore. I just I say okay, so this is an honest honest call to people who rumple bell rumpel's shippers. Where does this episode fall? Where does any of this fall on your spectrum of good, mm. for, good, bad? I want to, I genuinely want to know. Good question. Because we don't, we, we are not, obviously, we are not fans of this. So we are having a very visceral reaction to this whole episode. I genuinely mm-hmm. want to know. I want to know. I'm curious. Uh, because, yeah, this whole mm-hmm. scene, I wanted to turn it off. I'm like, I, I wanted to, again, I talk about this a lot. I wanted to scrub forward because I was like, I, I can't, I don't like this version. Like, I like Lacey having agency. I like Belle having, like, being good at things, having skills, real-world skills, like hustling at pool. That's a skill. But then this is just weird. Like, I get that it would be, like, the weird thing that Regina would, like, code for her to be Rumpel's worst enemy. But I also feel like Rumpel would have known that. You know? Like... So, the thing that really like grosses me out about this whole thing. And I actually ended up talking with Tim about it when we were walking Henry home from the grocery store. I was like, I had feelings and I had to get them out. It's, it's a damned if you do damned, damned if you don't situation. I have how, so the whole point of bell in this show is to fix Rumpel. By telling him he's actually better than everything he's doing. So the show, whether intentional or not, I'm guessing it's unintentional. I guess it's just internalized misogyny, is making her responsible for his decisions. Yeah. If he is good, it's because she's such a good influence on him. And if he slips, it's because she failed to convince him that he's good enough. And now we have the opposite situation where Rumple is acting bad and now Lacey is cheering him on. And so we're still presenting it as a, so it's a, she's responsible to make him good. She's responsible for him going bad for him. Cause like she comes in, she's like, Hey, do it more. I like it. I like you doing this evil stuff. And he's like, okay, cool. And he beats the ever loving hell out of him even more. I don't know why the show is putting Rumpel's state of being on Belle's shoulders. She is responsible for his well-being. And I just, I don't know why, but I think the answer is the writers don't understand that that's what they're doing. I, so I agree. I 100% agree with what you're saying. 
Uh, because if this were a different situation, there would be more to Rumple than just like, there's a whole character to Rumple. His whole deal is that he got power because he was a coward. Uh, he did all these things. Uh, he made his mistakes. And, and now he's this guy that does this. And it it's an, it's a hollow victory, but it, it brings him some sort of happiness. But whenever there's a woman involved, it's like he can't think right. His So his first, his wife, when that whole thing happened, like he blames so much on losing her. And it's her fault. She left. She left. She went with a pirate. And it's like, good. Good for her. <laughs> Get out. Don't deal with this. I mean, yeah, she walked away from her kid, which I'm not as big a fan of. But walk away from your, your toxic husband. Get out of there. Go find yourself, girl. You're better than this. And she died for it. So Belle doesn't do that. Because Belle doesn't want to die. Now, this isn't like a conscious decision she's making. But it's still like one of those, well, if she leaves him, he'll kill her. And she says that. She's like, nah, he'll kill me, he'll kill me, my whole family. Which, again, does not point to him being good. But if she did leave, I don't think he would kill her family. And that would have been a much more interesting arc. Her mm -hmm. just saying, you know, just try me, bitch. Yeah, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave because I don't want to stay here and listen to this anymore. This is not okay. Nothing you're doing here is right. You're better than this. And I'm not gonna stand here. Because... And, and I'm not going to speak from a whole lot of authority here, but this is what you do to people who are abusing things, not people, but like abusing like drugs and alcohol. Hard lines. You draw hard lines mm -hmm. and you don't back down from them. And that's what you do. They're, they're not going to get better if you just stand there and coddle them. And that's what she does. She feeds that. She's like, well, maybe, maybe just a little bit, maybe just a little bit. No, bitch, walk away. Like, if someone is treating you like that, or treating your family like that, or treating people like that, you leave, you leave, and if they're not going to get better, then you don't see them ever again. But if they do get better, then they're better. They don't let her do that. And I think that that's because they don't give her that agency. Because who is Belle without Rumple? No idea. I have absolutely no idea. She reads books. That's not a personality trait. That's a hot Yeah, this, this whole dynamic between the two of them, you can keep, you can keep some of the things of their relationship. And... I'm not, I'm not a fan of the age difference, but you can still have the age difference. Okay, like, that's fine. People live their lives. You have to change one thing in their relationship in order to make it less what it is. Instead of her trying to fix him, it's her not taking his shit. It's, instead of her trying to fix his shit, she's instead, like you said, she leaves. She pushes back. She ignores it. She ignores him. Like she doesn't coddle him and reward his bad, his bad behavior when it's a little less bad. Like she, it, it's, it kind of reminds me of the, like, I didn't read the 50 shades of gray books, but I've read a lot of I did. Let's criticisms. go. Let's do it. <laughs> I've read a lot of cultural criticisms about it. Anastasia Steele is is responsible for managing Christian's moods. And that's exactly what happens with Belle and Rumple. She is responsible for managing his moods and making him better. People, you are not responsible for making your partner a better person. They will become a better person because you're in their lives. But part of that is still putting yourself first. If yeah. you have to put them first to your detriment, 
that is not a healthy relationship. Yeah, there's there and there's there's a very large conversation here. This is the we're gonna call it the calling people on their shit policy here. You're allowed mm-hmm. to do that, but you do not have to and you can do this with friends too. This doesn't even have to be just like, you know, your your significant other partner. Like this is a if someone's doing something you don't like, you don't have to plead and beg for their soul. You just be like, Hey man, don't do that shit. Like I mean, mm-hmm. this is not, like, talking about, like, very big things. But if they're, you know, just, hey, I got a friend that kind of talks shit to waitresses. Hey, man, don't do that in front of me. I'm not going to keep coming out to dinner with you if you're going to be like this. Like, understand what you're doing is weird and toxic and terrible and that that's a human being that you're treating like bullshit. I'm not going to sit here and continue to be your friend if we're going to keep doing this. And they're like, oh, shit. Like, they may react negatively at first, which is usually what happens because people's fight or flight kicks in. But then they're going to think about it. They're going to think about it, and what happens after that is the kind of person that they are. They mm-hmm. think about it. They're going to stare at their ceiling in the middle of the night. They're going to sit in their shower being like, you know what? I should have told her. should have told her. Oh, I guess she's right. I was kind of being a dick to that B-dubs waitress. I don't know. Like, that's the person they are. The decision they make later is the person that they are, and Rumpel never gets that choice because no. Belle never gives it to him. Belle does not call him on his shit enough to let him make a mistake and then realize what he did. Yeah. So that's why you don't learn. If you don't ever get to make, it's why you don't like, uh, I'm just ranting at this point, but this is why you don't do everything for your kid because if they never learn not to touch the stove without actually touching the stove, one day their dumbass is going to touch the stove and you're not going to be there to glory in it. Like, like I told you, I told you, no, they're going to be 23 and drunk at a party and you're going to have to deal with the hospital bill. You let them deal with it when they're younger and in your home. It's parenting tips from Abby. <laughs> And on your health insurance. On my health. It's on but our the kids health can be on health insurance until they're 25 now, so. What a world. What a God bless America. <laughs> All right. Well, that, this, has been, this has been our PSA about healthy and unhealthy relationships. And before we get into the, the final little nugget involving uh, Ethan Embry and Seneca Martin oh, Green. Fa- and, 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 magic tra- and magical trails of car tracks, but yes. Yes. Oh yeah, that too. Uh, I do. I do want to again reiterate, like, if you like Rumpel, that's okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, I personally, I don't, but I'm not going to begrudge anyone for liking it. When I saw the show for the first time, it was one of my favorite ships in the whole series. And I get it. And I get the appeal of you know, working to reform a bad person and help them become good because it makes you feel like you can accomplish anything. I get that. But I do want to really point out that it's not very healthy. And if, if you know, just unhealthy relationships can still be interesting fiction, can still be interesting storytelling. So just, I would just ask you just to think about it critically. But if you think about it critically, you're like, you know what? I still like the ship. I'm still into it. Hats off to you. Yeah. Please enjoy your rump bell. Oh, I'm 100%. Absolutely serious about oh, that. Oh, listen, as a, as a, <laughs> I'm going to expose myself here. As a Kylo Ren shipper, um, ah! I don't begrudge anybody of anything no, not Abby, a damn thing we I might have, have to quit this podcast i now. have problems so, <laughs> no and i just to, just to follow up on your point before we get on to the rest of the episode I just this is the point i like to make sometimes people kind of take our our kind of our, our hitting on stuff as being just like well why do they shit on stuff so much like, we're still here watching it guys 
Yeah. You, you, we now have a track record. We watched something. We didn't like it. We stopped watching it. We're still here. We're rewatching this. We love this show. Mm-hmm. To our, it's part of us. So yes, uh, please. Again, as Beth said, we are not trying to insult anybody who is a rum bell shipper. We're just critiquing it. And again, again, like I said, my own problematic ships exist. I'm allowed. I will take criticism. Just not maybe not fine, but I'll take criticism. So <laughs> anyway, and and problematic ships are That's are weird. okay as long as you understand where you're coming from, where they're coming from, and and you understand what what is problematic about it so that you can like so you can have a little bit of context into it. Oh yeah. Like is as a person who loves reading books that are like enemies to lovers and like the that one like who hurt you trope, I I read terrible fi- like all fiction I read is terrible. So like I get it. I mean anyway. I played I played the visual novel Lady Killer in a Bind, which is, you know, it's it has some yeah, it's 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 intense. It's very it's it's eroticism. It's eroticism visual novel, nice. and it has some has some um, what you would say problematic elements, but they come from a very respectful place of understanding those things. I do recommend it, but it is very eighteen plus. I would like to point out that we started this by trying to like dig ourselves out of a hole. I feel like we got a little deeper. So, let's talk. Let's talk about a. Let's talk about magic card tricks. Oh my god. Regina's powers are limitless. They're limitless and strange. <laughs> She's like, it's like Elsa's ice powers. What are they? Don't ask questions. Uh, so I love this because this is the scene I was talking about before where like Tiny gets out with like all of the all of the other dwarves and they're just like, Oh yeah, the new guy buys lunch. Uh he's like, What? No, I I like I don't have any money. Tiny's in so much debt. <laughs> he you What's funny about this is because I I, I had the first thought of, like, you would think he didn't have older brothers, but this is exactly how they treated him. Yeah. But, like, they're being nice to him. Like, his other brothers, they were being mean to him while doing this, so he just didn't like it. Well, they're being really nice, but also doing this, so he's confused. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> what do we do? Uh, so she's just like, oh, where did they come from? I will put my hand on the ground and create magic tire tracks that continue existing when I'm done using them. <laughs> because she then follows them in her car, gets to the field, walks through this, because apparently the shield that they built, the, the invisibility cloak that they put on it, does not keep her from walking through it. So blue sucks. Uh, I assume blue put this up. Blue sucks. <laughs> she did. Dave, David mentioned that okay. she put it up. Okay, that's why I assume that. So yeah. she walks in and she's like, oh man, they're making beans. And she's just like, ha. But the whole time, those stupid effing tracks are lit up behind her. Can you imagine? You're walking out of Granny's. You've had an entire bottle of wine and, like, four plates of chicken parm because that's what you do at Granny's. And you just walk out. They're just tra- they're just tracks. You're like, the fuck? Hello? <laughs> Where are these going? She's just, like, drunkenly wandering to the bean field. <laughs> I mean, you'd think go? Grumpy would just look outside and scream, it's the curse! The and curse. someone, like, it, or, like, so- You'd think somebody would see it and just be like, oh, shit, magic. That's where we just came from with our magic beans that we don't want anyone to know about to the point where we didn't show Emma for a long time. And then Emma immediately goes and spills the beans to Regina by being all cryptic of like, you could lose Henry forever. And Regina's like, oh, they must be growing beans. I'll tell you what. 
I'll tell you what, the Charmings knew right to not tell Emma because she told everybody she, she came in contact to in a weird way. So Neil comes home. I love that Neil is like fireman carrying a like a sleep Henry. And this was a cute moment. I'll give you this where she's like, what did you do? She's like, he's like, I have to give him some bourbon. Kids are real lightweight. Loved this. Very fell cute. In fell in love with Neil just a little bit more. I'm I'm becoming indoctrinated. You get it? You get it, Neil. right? But Neil's great. I yeah. Love then him. the last scene happened and I went, oh, yeah, that's where my allegiance is. So anyway, she's like, do you ever think about going back? I mean, not that it's possible, but like if there was like a field of possibility to go back, like. Uh, I just want to like, say I'm. Uh, this is one of those moments where I'm very sad that you guys can't. We're not doing this on YouTube because Abby's facial expressions during this were just amazing. Just it's a lot of eyebrows. This was full on theater. There's a lot of eyebrows in this. So just imagine like Daenerys Targaryen eyebrow action happening here. Um, and he's like, no. Also, by the way, I loved Emma's like knives out Chris Evans cable knit sweater that was going on here. Oh yes, it made her arms look so insane. Like, like in a good way. Like I was just like, yeah. how do I make my arms look like whatever's happening here? That's amazing. <laughs> um, and he's just like, no, I hate that place. Like I don't ever want to go back. And like we're ever getting closer to like where Neil was for a long mm-hmm. period of time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he had a good time. Like I like that this is like, this is like I believe this is his first time like fake sword fighting, and I I mean Henry by the way because they like we need to get him to do some fighting. We have to get him somewhere. <laughs> but they have this nice like little nice moment. Cut yeah. to, uh, the interlopers outside of store uh, outside outside of town lines being weird and she brings in like a U-Haul truck, but like in the back is a bunch of stuff, but also it's Hook. Um, I love the setup for this because she started her sassy line at the dry, at the door. Like she started getting out and she was like, yeah, because as everybody knows in the entire world, that if there's anything that can get anyone to do anything, you know what it could be. And she's like, starts opening the door, like real slowly. It's a pirate. It's like, why did you start that? Like so soon. <laughs> like that's a long walk to get to a really not great payoff like yeah i was actually disappointed to see hook i'm like like that's i thought there was gonna be like a demon dog in there like it's a tied up hooked man okay so i know you texted me before we started taping when you were watching it and you were like was anyone surprised by the hook reveal i was surprised (laughs) i I legit didn't even think i forgot hook existed I just forgot. I, I was more surprised that it was Hook because, I, like I said, I thought, like, it was this huge moving truck. I thought it was going to be some sort of, like, demon dog, two-headed beast, like, some sort of weird thing. But no, it's just a man strapped to a chair, but also some other boxes. It was yeah. Just... I mean, she's she's she. You know, it's a U-Haul. She's she's got some. She's got some. She's she's moving her stuff in. Like, remember, she's moving. Like that's that was it. Yeah, I remember because Neil was saying that she's moving some of her stuff into town because okay. she's staying temporarily. Okay. So she also smuggled in the pirate. I have, but no, I thought it was going to be like that demon thing from the beginning of season two, or like the Yahweh or some shit. Yahweh. You know. I don't know, like, I, I was legit not expecting Hook, c- not because I was particularly surprised, but just because I forgot about it. I, <laughs> I feel so bad. I am 
I'm excited that we've put Hook back in play. He's back yeah. on the board. Um, I've been wondering, has he just been chilling in the closet? No, he's been in a U-Haul this whole time. Uh, and he looks so mad. <laughs> I'm he's very so annoyed. I'm so excited. I miss his eyeliner. I'm so excited that Hook's back. Yes. And that's the end of the episode. That the is season end. two, episode 19. I Lacey. That's episode 19. Yeah, we only have three more in the season. Oh, We have no. Evil Queen, which is a Regina episode. And then we have Second Star to the Right and Straight On Till Morning, which can only mean one thing. Wonderland. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. I actually was trying to come joke. up with a good with a good punchline, and then you actually came up with one. I was like, oh, thank God. Now Nailed I don't it. have to because I didn't think of anything. I didn't I am bother. A professional. Oh, so, my God. Reno. Um... <laughs> I, this is a low point, I think. Yeah, it's a low point. A this low season. point for once upon a timing. Yeah, we. This was a tough one. This was this was uh, when I talk about like you know suffering through an episode. I again, this is where I want to hear from people who like Rumpelfeld. Did you also suffer through this episode? Was this a high point episode? Please explain to me why, because I mm-hmm. I just did not enjoy this. I love Lacey. Up until like the last two minutes, but I love yeah. Lacey. I love that character. I I I wish Belle had that kind of like fire about whatever her personality was. Uh, but yeah, this was a very like hand wavy, like let's just get us to the last couple of episodes kind of situation. Yeah, it's like if you compare Belle to Snow, they have similar traits in the believing in the good in people, believing in hope, all that all that fun noise. But where they differ is that Snow, you know, Snow's got some shit. She knows some shit and she's not afraid to defend herself. Belle, none of that. They no. didn't give her any of that. And it's it's becoming a problem. And I would love to see the 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 lacy personality. Like, cause we, you know, intermingle. Cause you know, the second episode of season two is we are both where it's like, we're charming tells the crowd, Hey, I'm charming, but I'm also David. I'm both of these people. I would love to see that happen. where Lacey and Belle combine to create a person. That's an actual person. Uh, I just hope the next three episodes are just Lacey. You're just getting an absolute sleeve of tattoos. <gasps> yes, please. How did how 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 does she not have tattoos? Oh, Lacey would have so many tattoos. Lacey would yeah. have so many tattoos that would just be like, oh yeah, these are my Harry Potter tattoos. This is Lord of the Rings. Like she still reads. I believe fully that Lacey still reads. Like reads, loves reading. Oh but, yeah. Like, doesn't tell anybody at the bar. She's just way smarter than everybody. Um, yeah. Like this, I feel like this and like the the dark spot on the heart is our little breadcrumb trail to where they start boxing themselves in the corner by defining good and evil too, too much because uh-huh. it's so hard not to be good guys. You got to watch the good place. <laughs> Cause I got a lot to say on it, but it's just like, it's so hard to be good. It's so much easier to be bad. Mm-hmm. So in order to be good, you have to do all of this stuff and you have to walk this line. There is absolutely no gray area. But, like, to be, like, super bad, there's just, like, yeah, it's this stuff. But then there's this whole gray area of you're not good, but you're probably just bad. And that's where they start getting into so many problems, especially, like, with the Charmings. Because it's, like, they're allowed to, like, mess up. 
they're allowed to make poor decisions. Like maybe not the killing Korra part. Like that's that needs some walking. But they like like we don't kill people. You literally killed people in the first episode. So I don't know what the hell you're talking about. So Yeah, they they treat they treat um good and bad as if they're on a binary. Yeah. And so that's what's happening kind of with Belle, I think. Like that's where they're starting to walk her, where it's a well, she has to be this and she can have nothing else to herself to the point where it's a detriment to her own personality. And so yeah. that's what I saw in this episode. Boy, we unpacked a lot this week. We did. Uh, but at least next week we're focusing on Regina. And Regina is always just a, a breath of, of, of fresh air because unlike Belle's portrayal, and this is not on the actress at all, but unlike the, 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 unlike the character, the character of Regina is allowed and encouraged to have those multidimensional layers. She has the, the, she has both. She has the good and the evil, the good and the bad. And, um, we're going to see some of that next week. I think maybe, I don't know. I don't remember. I literally do not remember this episode at all. And Abby, we are just a couple episodes away from, from, uh, Neverland. Which I do not remember. I love that we just both are just like, I don't know. I know we get to Neverland and I know we've got That's... opinions about Peter Pan, but I don't remember why. <laughs> oh, Beth, have you watched Cruella? No, I haven't. Neither have I. Okay, damn. Uh, okay, no, well, because we'll, we'll, we'll keep that up, in the pocket. We're going to have to eventually watch Cruella and just... <gasps> because Cruella's coming too. Uh, I just the only thing I know about Cruella is uh, why she hates dogs because they decided they needed to give her a reason. I, oh, you know what? I don't even want to ask. I just oh, you don't know? You didn't see this on Twitter? Okay, I, I won't spoil actively, it. Abby, I'll, I'll tell you afterwards. Any Cruella okay. discourse? Oh my god! If you want to know, I'll tell you after the podcast. All I don't right. want to spoil it here, but it is it is legit the most hilarious thing you may ever hear, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us for this latest episode. I know this was a, a a rough one, but it comes from a place of love. We do love this show, as Abby said. Um, and like <laughs> no, when we don't is... love a show, we don't watch it anymore. And, you know, actually, it's actually kind of ironic because um, Allison Pregler, who um, who's been on who was on our Charmed podcast previously, uh, they just announced that they are no longer going to be recapping new episodes of Charmed because they're giving up too. So we're all in the same uh, boat together of if, if just do what you want. Make I, do what makes you happy. I'll tell you what, guys. It's just this is a real note. COVID has taught me one, like the whole like COVID pandemic thing. Just life is short. Don't do stuff you don't like. Do stuff you mm -hmm. like. Do stuff you like. Uh, you know, sustain yourself. Don't like completely fall off the grid or anything. But Try new things because at any point the the entire world could just stop for a year and you know yep. just lose a year and so I, that's I think honestly that's the point we all that we came to with Charmed where it was like why would we do this when we could just be recapping another show that we know that we like um, and so yeah I saw I liked that we had talked about Allison in the last episode and then like three days later she was like I'm done it's like freedom freedom <laughs> welcome to the bliss welcome anyway guys we want to thank our wonderful snow queen patrons uh, Daisha Thompson uh, Lindsay Alice Halleck 
Ryan uh, Gregoracos, I'm going to learn these, I promise, Christina, Erica Farrow, Nicole, Paul, Samantha Hosel, and The Salt in Our Stars. Thank you so much for supporting us. You can support us on patreon.com slash OUA timing. And we have changed our, uh, we have changed our Patreon tiers. Uh, we've chopped them in half uh, in price to give you the option um, because we're producing, we're releasing every other week as opposed to every week. And we want to make sure you're all getting your bang for your well-deserved buck. Well-deserved bang for your buck. I don't know. It's tired. I'm late. I'm moving soon. So everything's chaos right now. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can join our amazing Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash OUA timing. You can find us on Twitter, OUA timing. I am personally at Beth Elderkin. I'm at just underscore Abby. And we'll be back in two weeks with the evil queen. And I'm so excited. Uh, just, I don't know this is going to come out about a week later, but hey, man, happy pride, y'all. Happy pride to everybody. It is a month-long celebration, but pride never ends. Be proud all the time. Guys, my middle of the red state uh, company is raising a pride flag on Thursday. It <gasps> gets better. Yes. Forward. So happy progress. Pride, guys. We see you. We love you. Um. And yeah. Anyway, I'm not gonna step on your goodbyes, but I just want to say that because <laughs> I'm like, I'm in my pride shirt. I'm just like full of rainbows. I'm like, yes, yes. Oh my god. I I got a I got a onesie for uh uh for for Henry um uh, because uh Tim's uh Tim's brother and his husband are coming up uh to help us with something in a couple of days, and it says, I love my uncles. Oh. Oh my heart! Oh, I love it so much. I send pictures. Send a thousand pictures. Send I will. Every picture I will send a million take. pictures. Thanks so much, everyone. And Abby, we will see you in two weeks. See you, Beth. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.